This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 712 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Dressage Radio Show, episode number 178. Katie Pogue joins hosts Philip Parks and Reese Kofler-Stanfield for a chat about elastic elbows. But let's hear from our sponsor, Equestrian Collections, before we get to our tip. Hi, Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm with Debbie from Equestrian Collections. How are you, Debbie? Hi, Glenn. I'm just great. And this week, I wanted to feature something that we have on our website, www.equestriancollections.com. You know, a lot of people say, are you only online? Well, you know what? We have taken care of that for you. We are online, but we're also catalogs online. If you go to our website and at the very top of the page of the homepage, you will see a little box that says catalogs. You click on that and all the catalogs from our different vendors come up. All you have to do is click on any one of them and it opens up just like a book. It's just really cool. You just click at the bottom of the page and the page turns as if you were looking at a catalog, um, you know, sitting there uh, in bed or something. But the best part of this kind of catalog is if you click on it, and we have this item available. All you have to do is click on it. It takes you right over so you can order it right there. So it's very convenient, and you can look at all the different things and just spend all day doing that if you'd like because we've got plenty of them. I do really like that the fact that uh, you're looking at the at, really at the manufacturer's catalog, and if you guys have it, you can just click on it. It takes you to the order page. If you don't have it, it just pops up with a little thing that says item not available so you know exactly what you can get and what you can't get. That's exactly right, and that's such a help, too, because, you know, if we can't get it, then you can't get it. So here we go. We can every, you'll know right away if you can get it from us. Very good. That's uh, Go to EquestrianCollections.com, the Catalogs tab at the top of the page at EquestrianCollections.com. This product highlight was produced by the Horse Radio Network. Listen to all of our shows at HorseRadioNetwork.com. And now, on with today's tip. Well, I'm very happy to have Miss Katie Pogue on our show this evening. Katie, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I am great. So, Katie, we are excited to get started with your tip about elastic elbows. Well, I have noticed in teaching my students of different ages and different abilities that a lot of people enjoy watching videos and professionals and have this opinion that a lot of the top riders sit very still, which they do, and when they try to emulate that, they end up tightening through parts of their body. And one of the parts that I've noticed is in the elbow area. And so I have found that in teaching a lot of these students, we work on exercises to make them follow the oscillation of the horse's neck and other parts in the canter and stuff like that. And they seem to become looser through their back, through their hips, and actually start following the motion of the horse more. 
the problems that I've seen is that when they try to sit so still and so perfect, like some of their favorite top riders who have had years and years and years of experience, they get really tight through the elbow and then start opening and closing the fingers. They lose their rein contact. It gets too long. They're very stiff through their upper body, down to their lower body, their hips and their legs, and they end up gripping. And so I've been able to find that if I can isolate more through the elbow and get them more in rhythm with the horse through the elbow and following and, and just almost working in some exercises and different things to make them more aware of that, they actually start letting go in other parts of their body and they start getting looser. The horse's back starts relaxing more and it's just, it has been a, a helpful teaching tip and exercise for me and, and many of my students. And so I felt it would be fun to discuss and, and see if anybody else has kind of experienced things like that too. Yeah, I think that's um, definitely, you know, you don't want to have any kind of tension going on in the rider when you're trying to uh, convey elasticity in, in, in the contact. So do you want to go ahead and give us some examples or, or some exercises that you work on for this? Um, you know, starting in the walk, you know, we've, a lot of us have learned that, you know, you follow a closed fist near your elbow, you're following towards the horse's mouth with the contact and following the oscillation of the horse's neck, trying to create more relaxation through the back, more over track and overall greater relaxation. And, um, in the trot, it's a little bit more difficult because there's not really a rhythm to follow. And, you know, the canter, similar to the walk, you have more of a rhythm to follow, um, so I will do different exercises where, you know, I make them almost do the extremes of things where I make them ride with a completely straight arm or, you know, a really, really bent arm and then kind of find something in the middle um, or, I mean, just kind of different, different ways for them to realize that they're opening their fists and keeping a really stiff shoulder and stiff elbow and trying to find ways that they can close their fist completely and generate the suppling through the elbow versus opening and closing the rein and, you know, working different lengths of rein and kind of making an exercise of how they can do things with long reins versus short reins. Um, and, and then when they do that, it just it seems to allow them to relax their shoulders, their upper back, their lower back, and it just, the body just becomes more elastic. And um, and also, too, just the, the position of the wrist and the hand, and that you can't really relax your elbows if your hands are turned, you know, thumbs facing thumbs, that, you know, work on exercises that they, you know, rotate the wrist completely, thumbs pointing out, thumbs pointing in, and then try to settle with the thumbs you know, on top of a closed fist. And, you know, a lot of times you'll see, I have experienced from some of um, students that I've had that have come from the jumping world, you know, their elbows are far apart from their body and trying to bring their elbows closer. And once their elbows are closer, then it connects more with their back and they have more stability through their core, which once they have that, then they're more relaxed. Um, and so even exercises where you rotate the wrist, where you point the thumb out and point the thumb in and then kind of settle in the middle. And then also exercises where 
you know, if your hands are super wide, it opens up the area for our upper bodies to lean forward, and then our elbows want to come behind our back and just making them ride. Exercise, again, making their hands go really, really wide and then really close and just letting them, you know, once they feel the extremes of the, the awkwardness where they're actually kind of wanting to go towards, then I think it's more of an eye-opener for them when they go, you know, that's, wow, that's what I'm doing. It's so much more comfortable and I feel like I have so much more control when I come close to my body with my elbow and I rotate my wrist and my thumbs on top and I can bend my elbow and, and things like that, the, the, the core starts coming together and parts of the body start working together more in harmony. And, um, and so just kind of little exercises where, you know, you put them kind of in, in extremes, almost kind of a lunging lesson where you make parts of their body kind of do different things and then come back to kind of a neutral center, um, to, to help find the elasticity. And Katie, you talked a little bit about the shoulder. I think that was a really, uh, you talked about it quickly, but talk a little bit more about how important the shoulder is also, not just the elbow. Well, and in, for a lot of us and teachers and students, you know, you hear this shoulder, hip, heel, and the vertical alignment of our body and classical position. Some people say ear, shoulder, hip, heel. And, and so when you're trying to maintain the alignment as a rider, you have, you know, the shoulders are part of it. And if the shoulders are not sitting above the hips, then you're going to have problems when you're trying to use your body to help encourage the horse to connect more. And so then... Also, in, in exercises and things, you know, I do pay attention to the shoulders and people sitting up straight and shoulders back and, you know, preparing for turns or corners through their upper body and through their shoulders. And the, the elbow is a part of that, too. And if the shoulders and the collarbone, almost like you're holding your breath, if that is very stiff, even more so if your elbows are away from your body, then, again, it's more resistance through our body and we're not able to keep our alignment. We have more stiffness. Even in the neck, you'll have people who, when they sit the trot, um, they release bounce out of different parts of their body. And if the shoulders are stiff or out of alignment, that a lot of times you have riders that bob their head or have a tight neck or even kind of twist in their torso when the horse leans in and we're trying to create lateral balance through the horse's body and we're even out of lateral balance. And, and so I think, you know, I just keep finding that the more that I can work on riders' positions and just the overall understanding of how all the parts of our body really, the more relaxed we are and the less we try to hold things and force things, um, the more we're in the motion of the horse and we're with the horse and the horse is happier. The rider actually starts absorbing and relaxing through the motion of the horse and you're able to generate energy and release it into more controlled um, movements and, and, and direction. And I think it just, it has been something that, I think has been an eye-opener for, 
an eye-opener for some of my students who have just kind of wanted to be very stiff and not move, and if you don't move, it, it'll happen. And I think the, the looser that I make them, the more relaxed I make them, it just helps them feel more of their horse. And so the shoulders definitely are, are part of the whole package. Yeah. I mean, the ideas that you talked about that I really like is sometimes... Um, you know, going to the extremes with your body, you know, if you're doing something, you know, like hunching the shoulders and taking them even exaggerated further back, because I think what a lot of people try and do is, you know, go to the exact right position. Well, sometimes you have to go beyond it, you know, to feel that that's wrong, you know, get, just move around a little bit. Yeah. I think, you know, um, people just trying to get right to, right to the vertical all the time with their shoulder, hip, heels sort of thing. Can 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 constrict things too much, and you really start pushing against the horse. What do you think, Reese? No, I think I, I agree absolutely with you guys. And and I think one of the things that I always find when I am working with a new student is they may say, "Oh my God, I'm leaning back," or or we all know that feeling when you make a a, a change in your position and your balance. Sometimes it does feel like you're leaning too far back or you're too far forward. Um, and then I, I had a student this week, her mom brought a video camera out cause she said, I'm leaning too far back. I'm leaning too far back. And I said, Nope, you're actually right where you need to be. Um, so to have somebody come and video her was really helpful cause she, she then got back to me and said, Oh no, you're right. I'm, I'm perfect. But that can happen, uh, as you make a change like that. Wouldn't you guys say? No, I, I definitely agree. And, and on that note with the videos, I'm, a big believer with my students of, you know, videoing and, and showing them what they're feeling. And, you know, again, somebody that thinks they're really sitting, I have a student really sitting, you know, at the vertical and, you know, you make them lean farther back beyond the vertical. So then when they come up, they're actually more centered. And I did the same thing where as she is learning to work with the canner and be more balanced on her new horse, um, she grew up in the hunter world, and so she is a little bit more forward in, you know, kind of a closed hip, um, and bringing her back to find the vertical is harder. And so it is one of those things, showing her and, and showing her the range of where things feel and just, you know, she feels a little uncomfortable going back that far, but then after practicing it, then she gets there, then she starts feeling the balance and how she can use her seat more, she has equal balance over her seat bones, and, you know, then the horse is more responsive, and the whole the whole package just starts working better. So, no, I definitely agree with that with the videos. I think it's, I think it's key for all of us. Yeah, and I think there was a good point there in saying, like, sometimes you have to spend, you know, a few days being a little bit uncomfortable to just to work with that for a while and not say, you know, not show up for a lesson and say, you know, well, that really made me feel uh, uncomfortable or, or like it didn't, it didn't really work for me. Go home and just ride like you were for the week and then come back. And then, you know, that's, that's very frustrating for an instructor to just, you know, really try and commit to a change in position to, uh, to, to do that for a week. If you come back after a week and, you know, you're saying this is really uncomfortable, this is really not working, then, you know, discuss it with the trainer and see what you can do. But I think just committing for a few days and then I think, you know, most of the time after the few days, you, you start to unlock some things and start to 
process some things through your body and, and, and mentally and, and it really can work. But I've definitely had those students where it's just like, it's not going to change, you know, like when you, you know, when they feel uncomfortable, then they just go back to the old way and then you can't get anything, any progress going. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and I think too, finding, and I think different, everybody learns in a different way. And sometimes when you say it, just very matter of fact, you know, it doesn't, they don't process it as much or it doesn't really click. But, you know, sometimes I've found with some students, if you just, you know, put them in different series of exercises, even if it's lunging and, and really isolating the position and, you know, it's almost coming around the back door a little bit where you're just sort of sneaking these exercises in and, and you don't really give them the rhyme or reason why you're doing it. And then kind of by the end of the lesson, you know, they start going, wow, I feel so much more effective. I'm doing this. And it was like, yes, that was what we discussed yesterday, and it didn't quite work in discussion. So today, you know, we tried these different exercises without really making you just really zone into it and, and the pressure of, I've got to fix this, I've got to fix this, and you just kind of make it more fun. And then all of a sudden, they kind of start adjusting their body, and, and sometimes that, I think, seems to work where you do that sometimes or even a series of days or rides and um, and it becomes more fun than this drill of I got to do this, it's not right if I don't do that and then when somebody gets so mentally involved with it that way or frustrated then they actually start tightening other parts of their body getting leverage to straighten something or make something better and so that's, you know, again back around to the, to the elbow thing a lot of people, you know, I think Throughout that, even lunch lessons, they try so hard to hold themselves still to get leverage for something else. And it's just, you know, I find picking out different parts of the body and working to get it in more harmony with the horse and stuff in in those directions that then it actually unlocks something else and an eye-opener for another part of the body, and then they engage that and then feel that, and all of a sudden now they're feeling something for the first time because they finally let go of something else that they were holding on to to get leverage to do, you know, and and it is just this kind of ongoing cycle, and a lot of people, it really clicks, and they can adjust things, and physically they're great, but we have all ages of riders, all shapes, and I think it's our job as instructors to you know, continue working, and, and I think it's great to work with all disciplines and everybody works slightly different, like I said, and just coming up with these great ideas where you can plug into different people and either how they learn or physical issues or stiffnesses or things like that so that everybody can still participate and try and try to get these feelings um, and just overall become better and, and more educated and I think the more that people know their whole range and, and why the body works the way it does and why the position is how it is and, and all that and um, I think all that is just it's really really key and, um, and so I really try to help people find that balance and understanding you know I want them to have the chance to feel the things that I feel and and enjoy it as much as I enjoy it. And um, I think it's just it's, it's interesting to try to to teach all the different people and horses, and we do the same with horses as far as different exercises and different horses learn, you know, at different rates, and, and some exercises are better for 
for other horses that make them click and learn and, and, and being able to teach that for them, to me, it applies the same way to students and, and trying to find a way that, that things really click for them and make sense and, and keeping it fun, that it isn't that you just drill it and grind it and, and you lose the fun and you're never going to get there and, and all that and the frustration comes through and, and just trying to give them windows where, ah, there it is, you got it. All right, now we got to keep this and keep this feeling until it just becomes, you know, the the regular feeling and and just the normal of, of how this is supposed to feel. And I think after the repetition of things and and stuff like that, it it, it does sink in. And then the more the more they feel it, then the more they want to do it. Keep going, and and then you have something to build from. Katie, thanks so much for the tip. That was great. So uh, where can we find you on the internet? Um, I have a website, katiepogdressage.com. Well, there you go. If you you enjoyed Reese and Philip chatting with Katie, and who wouldn't, you can tune in every week to the Dressage Radio Show at dressageradio.com. You can also find lots more tips about becoming a better rider at horsetipdaily.com. Just go to the Topics drop-down menu on the left. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Just like Horse Tip Daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, EquestrianCollections.com brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. Check them out today at EquestrianCollections.com, and while you're there, tell them Coach Jen sent you. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 